Jump, 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 jump. Booyah. Booyah. Captain? The vocabulary word of the week is ain't a Jump, jump, jump. They might have come out wrong. And that's it. And then they die. Oh, good. It's getting a little hot again. Timmy. 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 You're on my list. We just threw up our fall decorations. Yeah. We're giving good constructive critique here. I have failed this podcast. I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero. I'm a real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Happy October. It's fall. Oh, I love this time of year. Okay, we're going to be talking about lots of stuff today. And we said that we would review Ad Astra, so strap in for a bumpy ride. We will spoil it, by the way, but we'll let you know when we get to the spoiler section. We'll wait till the end of the episode, so worry not. Let's rock it. Well, my goodness, welcome back to The Real Brian Show. I am DRB. Well, I'm glad to be back, TRB. I am CI. Captain Influenza? No, not yet. Hopefully you never get Captain Influenza God, again. Not, that was so bad. Not this year. Yeah, Captain not this year. Influence. Again. Yeah, well, welcome back, man. Again. Thanks. Appreciate it. Rock. Oh, you know what Rock. else? Dude, dude. Miss Ice is actually back two weeks in a row. FYI, all you single guys. My emotional stage really isn't the greatest. Miss <laughs> Ice? Is there more? <laughs> I was waiting for her to say wow. something else. That like... about sums it up. <laughs> <laughs> TRB did not warn me about what was coming there. So. <laughs> FYI. Raw and unfiltered. <laughs> all you single guys. All you single guys. My, my emotional, emotional state stage. really isn't the greatest. <laughs> That was courtesy back of back, Mon Mothma back back. from Star Wars: Return of the Jedi. Mm. That oh, was that's what they. That's right. Yeah, it was a deleted right. scene. Yeah, she was on that one part. <laughs> yeah, it was a deleted scene with that the they people released. in the yeah. in the spaceship and, and those little teddy bears. Space station. Yeah, yeah teddy bears. And yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that was a good part. I yeah. wish they'd kept it in the in the uh, feature film, the but. real movie. Wouldn't that have been amazing? Yeah, my emotional state. I mean, she was just kind of a moody person. I mean, but she led them to a victory. <sighs> Whatever. All right. Well, it's great to have you guys back. I'm excited. There's some more music for you in the background. Oh. Just rock it. Yeah. Come on. Come on. High five. High five, guys. Smack. Smack. Dude. I came back to talk about Ad Astra, though, so I'll come back at the end of the show. Uh, No, we need oh, to bye actually. Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Come on. <laughs> Stay with us. Fine. As long as we have something interesting to talk about, because every time I'm on this show, we're just, we just have nothing to talk about. Uh, that's true. I mean, you know, it's like okay, dead well, air. Let me tell you about, about what's something that's interesting, though. We okay. when, when Miss Ice first got on the microphone tonight, she was <laughs> so hot. And now she's less hot. So that that was very just interesting. Just so y'all know. How yeah. does that work? The longer you're around me, the less attractive I am. It's just how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I appreciate you actually saying it, so I didn't have to. So thank yeah. you. Uh, no, you're actually, welcome. what we mean by hot, for those of you non-audiophiles, is that if a microphone, if you come on the microphone and it's way, way, way too loud, you say, hey, you're hot or it's hot. 
and then you turn down the the gain, the volume, and all of a sudden you're not hot anymore. Who Brian? Yeah, see now. How, how, hot, how hot am I? Captain Influence is hot. <laughs> am I pretty hot? I actually had to delete a bunch of audio files today in order to clear up space on my phone. Is that the same thing? Oh, you have an old phone, do you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's what happened to me, and I finally upgraded to an iPhone Seven. iPhone Seven. Heck and I like way phone. more space now than I could possibly do anything with. It's so oh. nice. files. You actually have files on your phones. Mm-hmm. The heck kind of phones are you guys using? You're using an iPhone Seven. That's, that's a little old. Droid. I don't like the cloud. Droid. It scares me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, that's all right. I have like quadruple co- encryption on my phone. <laughs> that's good. I've got a lot of encryption on mine too. I do a lot of stuff with that. All right. So get this. Yes, we are talking at Astra. We'll wait till the end of the show on that because we will get into spoilers. But we also have an update from the Green Butterfly. Can you believe this? I think we kind of called her out last week and she we said, did. yeah, uh, I am alive and I'm still flying. She's been flying since we last heard from her, which I think was in June. Dang, girl. So, like yeah, albatross. that's that's some stamina. Wow. That's the green albatross. Serious. Pretty much, man. Uh, like we, we all that's float up here. Albatross. Something like, oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> and how do you get your 10,000 steps in if you're always flying? Um, it would be I like 10,000 flaps. Flaps. There okay. You, go. you have to put it on the tips of your wings. Yeah. The, the Fitbit. Okay. Dude, I totally got my 10,000 steps in this morning. Dude, good for you, man. This morning. Wow. Keep every, day, every day. Every day. Hey, can I share something? We yeah. made an amazing. You remember how we talked about the pumpkin spice lattes we homemade last year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Made them again. I, I have one right here. And oh, uh, yeah. it's a slightly different recipe than last year's, much more simple and a little bit healthier. Mm, so oh. good. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Speaking of healthy, I just finished a moderate bowl of pistachio almond ice cream. Oh. Mm. With like real cream and pistachio milk or almond. is it something else? It was out of the store. I don't know. Everyone yeah. allergic to nuts just had a heart attack thinking yeah. about that one. That's just too bad. Or they're drooling. <laughs> or they're drooling. Well, I just finished off my final now or not Nalgene. Oh, do you guys remember Nalgene's? Those were all I'm oh, looking yeah. at my <laughs> my mason jar and I'm thinking Nalgene. Uh, Those were all the yeah, wait, wait, wait. Please explain Two. what Nalgene is. I've never heard of it before. You're, you're, Brian, you're have you? Oh, of course. Various areas. Yeah. Wait, wait, hold on. They're, Captain they're Influence, little... you lived in Colorado though, right? Yes. Everybody and their, years. literally their dog, because this is Colorado, had a Nalgene strapped onto their belt because they were hikers. The big plastic water bottles? Nope. Oh my gosh. Nope. No one, none one of my there. friends have ever mentioned a Nalgene in my spot. They were called like indestructible. They they like claimed that you could throw it or <laughs> do whatever you wanted with it, drive over it with a car, and you could never, yeah, could never destroy. I, I mean, that's I what that, that was like their thing, right? <laughs> Not that it was true. Yeah, it wasn't. every time that we tried to do it, it ended up busting the cap or something. Yeah, yeah we used to explain <laughs> and blow it up. <laughs> but it's just this semi clear bottle that holds what. 24, 48 ounces. I can't remember. I think you could get it in any size, really. Like but you can buy them at REI, places like that. Yeah, exactly. You can buy them okay. at Target. They were relatively inexpensive, but, you know, held a lot of water and had the loop on the cap so that you could attach it to a carabiner and, you know, <laughs> yeah. tug it around wherever you went. So, you know what? 
I learned something today, but you know what else? I preferred my Camelback back then. Oh, those were fun. Mm-hmm. And those were insulated. Yeah. Camelbacks were good. Yeah, Nalgene's were not insulated, which I can't stand lukewarm or like room temperature or outdoor temperature water. No thanks. And, mm-hmm. but it, here's the thing. You'd see the people, whoever had a Nalgene almost always was wearing at least one North Face apparel. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Serious. It was like this thing, man. Hiking boots, that was North not Face, a Minnesota and Nalgene. Thing. Oh, that was Colorado. Everybody had it. Yeah. Man. So wait, wait, in Minnesota, what was it? Like Crocs and Nalgene? Carhartt and Nalgene. Sorry, Carhartt. <laughs> yeah. Well, so most of the time I was up north at a camp. So it was a bunch of, you know, college students slash high school students carrying these around. So it was anything, really. There okay. was no stereotype with it. But um, did you, I mean, I, I've actually grown to love room temperature water because you're, it, it better hydrates your body than cold water. So they say, I I find it, I find it really true. Like, especially Mm -hmm. when I'm trying to recoup after a workout, if I, I can't drink cold water as fast, I can just down room temperature water. I'm exactly the opposite. If it's I mean, room it's, temperature, I will get dehydrated and I can't drink it as fast. And if it's ice cold, I will be fully hydrated and I can drink it so fast and so much. But uh, you like I, room temperature. Yep. Okay. Well, good. I know they say it's better for you, but I think, again, I'm just not that person. I mean, it's it's not that it, there's a difference between is is it healthier for you? It's just most you bodies can, tend can to absorb it faster. It faster. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And I'm surprised mm-hmm. you do being Miss Ice and I'm surprised that I do being so hot. But other than that, I'm mm-hmm. wait, what? What just happened? I think it's also, I mean, obviously it's totally preference and whatever your body gets used to. So, yeah, I mean, part of it is only theoretical. I grew up in Phoenix where we drink ice water all the time because you had to or you pretty much melted (laughs) or died. (laughs) And I grew up in Minnesota where (laughs) you wanted something other than frozen water. Exactly. So three three months out of the year. There you go. Nature and nurture. There it is. There you go. All right. So do you like fall? First of all, do you like the season? Yeah, this is the best season. Okay. Captain? It's my favorite now. Seriously? I like it the best. Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. So beautiful time of year. Right right there with winter, actually. I love winter. We just threw up our fall decorations. You know, it's October. We got to have some fun. Joker's out today. Oh, I want to go see it. I don't Uh, know when. I hope we can see it before next week. But if not, it'll be the week after. I mean, so many, so many. the, The pumpkin spice latte, the smells, the leaves are changing. I just love this time of year, man. So much fun. The wind storms. And we don't have the many of those. The crazy up and down temperatures. Well, apparently in Calgary, they got a foot of snow last week. Thankfully, we haven't had any yet. In Montana, I thought they got like 40 inches. Wow. Didn't parts of Colorado, somewhere in the mountains, just get hit with a crazy storm last week? Yes, possible. I didn't know. The same one that hit Montana and Calgary, actually. Interesting. Okay. What's the vocabulary <laughs> word of the week so we can start using it? The vocabulary word of the week is scintillating. It's mm, one of my favorite sparkling words. Sparkling or shining brightly. Sparkling or shining brightly. <laughs> What's the word for a word that sounds like what it is? Huh? Not a palindrome. That's a word that sounds the same backwards and forwards. Uh, that sounds is written or. Um, oh, I you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, That's right. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but <laughs> I don't know what written. it's called. Thank you. Scintillating though. Beautiful. I you're the author. Word. Come on. Oh, I know. This is, I'm, yeah. I'm failing. I have failed this podcast. That's okay. Your voice is still a scintillating addition to this. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, scintillating, yeah. sparkling Good. and shining. Absolutely. Mm. 
I love that word. It's such a scintillating word too. Like scintillating. It it's a scintillating word. Hey, would you like to hear from the green butterfly? I would. Please, okay. Finally. Okay. Here she, she's calling in right now. So let's see if we can go to it. Hi everyone. Hey. This is your eye in the sky green butterfly. Ooh. To answer the real Brian's questions as to where in the world the green butterfly has been. I have some answers for you. The green butterfly sent spent this summer upside down in Hawkins. Oh, Daryl no. and Addie Very Darnell hot. had a podcast and Green Butterfly was providing blog posts and poll questions for that podcast. Stranger Things. It was watching week to week and had oh, yes. to hide from the internet quite a bit to keep spoilers to a minimum. So if you want to know what kind of crazy theories I came up with on my eight-week adventure, those can be found at goldenspiralmedia.com slash strangerthings. Then I did some binge watching. I really recommend Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, and mm -hmm. the documentary about the making of. It was an amazing journey, and I really loved it. I give it 9 out of 10 podling paradins trying to <laughs> save the world with a spoon. I also watched Outlander on Netflix and Stars. First two seasons are on Netflix. The more recent seasons are on the Stars app. And if you like time travel and love stories, this might be the show for you. Fall has only just begun, but the show that I think is showing the most promise, for me anyway, is Emergence on ABC. Mm. Only the pilot has aired so far, so it's hard to have many details. But it seems as though this little girl might have powers like Eleven and Stranger Things. So I'm going to tune in and find out how this turns out. Oh, yeah. And don't worry. I've been following all the Harry Potter news so that I could report it here first. Yes. The home of the Harry Potter podcasts that I have done. <laughs> and I'm a little bit sad to report that in a very recent interview with Eddie Redmayne, who plays Newt Scamander, he said that the script for Fantastic Beast 3 is yet to be completed. I wonder if this will end up changing our November 2020 release date. I suppose only time will tell, but I'm absolutely dying to learn more about a Dumbledore family tree. So please, J.K. Rowling, just keep writing, just keep writing. <laughs> What's next for the Green Butterfly? Well, starting this Sunday, October the 6th, Supergirl flies back onto your TV. Wow, already. And I, along with my super friend, John McGrail, have been charged with carrying on the legacy started for us by <sighs> Karen the Scarlet Cougar and Emily Miss Ice. She was going to say charge with a felony. the latest developments of our favorite Kryptonian Supergirl. Though Green Butterfly can be found at Golden Spiral Media slash made of steel m-a-i-d as we count down to crisis i sure do miss everyone over here at the real brian show and i'm really enjoying listening to all the things you're nerding out about have a super week green butterfly out yay thanks for Yahoo! thanks for calling in really appreciate it. it's good to hear from you thanks justina yeah more often more often Yes, I agree. So many good things going on. I can't believe Supergirl's out this week already. I think um, Arrow and Flash come That's out in crazy. two weeks. Well, I, I take comfort in remembering that we will get another Fantastic Beasts movie. So yeah, even if sure. it's another year late, that's fine. It'll be out. So yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Booyah. Booyah. Well, this will be exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've got a lot of just fun things to talk about today. And then, uh, yeah, it's going to be good. But nonsense. I have more to share. fun than Nalgene's. Well, maybe not. That was education. That was the educational segment. <laughs> there of you go. Uh, okay. right there. Yeah. The more you now know. we're done learning things. We can move on. <laughs> we're done learning. Okay. So oh, bonus theme. That is the, the word that it appears to have the meaning of the word that it sounds like. It's more of a, an association gotcha. than an actual intentional naming of something. Okay. So like glitter or shining. Those are both scintillating objects. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Wait, shining is not an object. Uh, glitter is. It can be. It can also be an, an adjective. adjective. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I mentioned I'm catching up on arrow. You know that mm-hmm. finally got yes. into the flash catching up on the flash finally. And I think the one I stopped in was the honey. I shrunk team flash episode. Did you watch that one? I, or did you stop there? Think, too? I think I stopped on episode five cause I could just not handle what's her, what's Iris? the daughter's name? No. Um, Nora. Oh, I don't know who Nora is. Are we talking is. about the same season? I like Nora no. Johns. <laughs> I'm before Nora. I'm before that season. Oh, okay. So this uh, was the season. This is season awkward. four. Yeah, season, season four, four is where I'm at. Um, I think I ended up liking season four. It, it took, I think it went back and forth. There were parts of it that I was like, what? And this then was parts of it that really bounced back. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Okay, so anyway, carry on. The Honey, I Shrunk Team Flash episode, you know, just like Ant-Man, this guy has the ability to shrink stuff. He has shrinking tech anyway. I just love this whole concept of shrinking things. I, you know, when I saw Ant-Man, I thought, that's so cool. He's got a tank in his oh. pocket and then he throws it out. And so I'm, I'm seeing this again and I'm just like, how cool would it be to just shrink things? Not leaving beings. Let's not even go there, but just things, you know, like you park your car, you shrink it, you put it in your pocket, you go inside. Yeah. You know, I mean, how awesome would that be? Or like you got to you know, an airplane that you could shrink or a helicopter and just everything would be so much easier to store. And you go on a plane, you know, you literally would have a carry on because <laughs> you could yeah. shrink. Every- Wouldn't that be amazing? <clears throat> oh, I think, yeah, for sure. The most practical applications of that, we could shrink our landfills and oh all the gosh. waste that we make uh, to yeah. nothing. Yeah. That'd be so cool. There's so have giant cool piles things. of trash in Florida, for example. Yeah. That's true, you know, and man, I love it. The only thing though, and I have to wonder about this, you know, cause you see, you see this in Ant-Man where he shrinks the tank, you see shrinking buildings and then you see like the guy in, in the flash shrinking his car and you're like, wouldn't the gas and oil just kind of slosh all over your pocket every time you put it in your pocket and be upside down and sideways. That's and- what a gas cap and an oil cap are for. Okay. Well, if it doesn't do anything, then that's awesome. But then what about shrinking your home and then you pick it up and then you put it down? That would be bad. You yeah. walk in and you're like, dang it. Everything's all out of order again. Furniture's upside party down. in here? Ugh. We'll put the house yeah. upside down in my pocket. Now, wouldn't it be cool though, is if you shrunk it, it also just like Ant-Man would get that level of strength so that shaking it wouldn't move anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, see, inertia would change. See, I'm ta- this would just be so cool. I'm so nerding out. Wasn't on this. there a movie about someone or about like a society that was shrunk in order to make space for the rest? I never saw oh. it. It was like a Matt Damon movie. But yes, I, huh. it was called. Is that Downsizing. what that movie was about? Downsizing. Downsizing. It was terrible. I couldn't even get through it. <laughs> I, I watched it. Like was in a movie that. you couldn't get through. Yeah, it was. Uh, I got guy. halfway through the movie and was like, "This is really bad." It, because the thing is, is you think. 
oh, hey, cool. It's all about, you know, shrinking down to size. And this is really interesting. And no, it was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, I couldn't get through it. Although maybe it got better, but I, I had to stop. I think the potential was there, but anyway. Thanks for the warning. Yeah. Yeah. Don't watch it. Won't bother. Yeah. Um, but okay, well, while we're at it really quickly, can I just say that you are correct, Miss Ice, that season seven of Arrow is so much better already. Oh, good. I mean, season six, I, I pushed through it. It was not my cup of tea at all. I'm, uh, that's me being nice. There were so many things in towards the end of season six that really upset me. Kind of like this is bad writing. This is not how these characters have ever acted or would act and very inconsistent. A lot of junk, a lot of stupid angsty drama that just really pissed me off. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to put it on while I'm working. I'm just kind of blow through it. Yeah. And then I got to season seven and I'm like, oh my, this is good. It has a really good vibe, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, they got rid of all that crap. Yeah. Or at least so far. I'm not that. Well, it helps that they've isolated (laughs) Oliver to a prison. (laughs) It's really awesome though. (laughs) That first episode of season seven, I was like, okay, this is season one all over. I mean, wow. Thank you. Yeah. So good. That was exactly what I was thinking that it had a season one vibe, not obviously in the exact same way, just the vibe. Yeah. 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 I'm now granted, don't get me wrong. There were a lot of things in season six. I did like that. Um, you know, like some heartbreaking moments, sad things to see people go stuff like that. And, and not to mention there were a couple cool moments with certain characters, but yeah, they really screwed the pooch on a lot of it. Oh, well it had its moments. That's my opinion. I just love that. that. I was just going to interject that. I really love the phrase screwed the pooch. I think that's (laughs) a fantastic phrase. (laughs) That's scintillating. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh. By the way, I finished the last ship. Season five. It's done the series. And uh, you can tell that they got canceled. They had to kind of rush the last episode. It was it was a great finish. It was a oh, wonderful way to pay tribute to it. But at the same time, you could tell they were rushed. Oh, shoot. And I'll tell you this, though. Some people said they loved season five as the best season ever. I still think seasons one and two were, were the best as far as from the story. But it was still really good, though. So I just wanted to throw that out as... It was a great show. Totally worth it. If you're into that kind of stuff, I highly recommend it. Anyway, cool. What are you watching right now? Okay. So stump town with uh, Colby Smulders Mm -hmm. started this last week. And I was like, I love Colby Smulders and I miss how I met your mother, you know, Mm. barring the last season. And so I, I gave it a shot and I was warned by, you know, pre reviews that it had all of the stereotypes of like a typical cop show drama and so I was, you know, going in there with a little bit of a edge. I don't know how to say that. So, but I, I enjoyed it. it. It had a good rhythm to it. It had a, an interesting plot for the first case, so to speak. And a lot of their gender roles for the main character were inverted. So, you know, the the um, the main character is a woman and she has a lot of stereotypical male traits, you know, that are mostly portrayed mm-hmm. in TV as male traits. Mm-hmm. And, and, but they, they make them genuinely feminine. I mean, I, that, that might have come out wrong, but they, it's confusing, but okay. They put it in the lens of being a woman, not like just picking up a trait and giving it to a woman. Okay. If that, does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so it was interesting enough. And I mean, it has Jake Johnson and Michael Ely, you know, and, Michael Ely, I loved from like the brief stint on um, Almost Human. Do you guys remember that show? Yeah, I never with, watched. Um, I heard space. of it a little bit with the yeah. Carl. 
Urban. Yeah. Yeah. I watched yeah, a little Urban. bit of it. That was a great. Was he the other guy? Yeah. Okay. Yep. He was the other. He was the robot or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Name. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember um, very well. It had a great premise. Some of the episodes were really well executed. It sort of had the the firefly effect where they aired all of the episodes out of order, so it really wasn't even given a fair shake. Mm. But I don't think it'll it won't have quite the cult following that Firefly will. But mm-hmm. it was good, you know. It, okay. it had a it had a great premise. It just wasn't very well executed, and so sure. yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to see where this one goes. Stumptown, all right. And and like Green Butterfly said, the uh, uh, emergence. Yes, thank you. That yeah. looked interesting to me. I haven't heard of that one. I don't I watch saw, a lot of regular TV though. No, I don't either. I saw like a little advertisement preview, whatever you want to call it, on IMDb, and okay. I read the description of it of course which we'll talk about in a minute descriptions on imdb are not always accurate but anyway it looked interesting to me and aren't they posted by just other users or not even official no they're official really? <laughs> that's just marketing for you interesting yeah they're they're no because imdb is not i don't think it's user-based as far as the actual content goes the reviews are of course mm-hmm. i don't I think it's actually, well, I don't know. I don't know. It's its own organization, okay. so I'm not sure. Sure. I I just like the name Colby Smolders. I know. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> That's a great name, isn't it? Wouldn't, you be, wouldn't that be the best name to have? Yeah. Wait, is it Colby I, or Kobe? Like C-O-B-I-E. Is it Colby? I'm pretty sure it's Colby. Hang on. You're, you're probably right. I just am totally wondering now because for some reason I could never remember. Oh, no, you are, you are definitely right. It's, it's Colby. Colby. Okay. See, that's oh, the thing. Thank you. Kobe Smolders. Yeah. Okay. Kobe I always Smulders, got her name yeah. wrong too. So that's why I was like, wait a minute. I, yeah. I'm glad that's you cool. corrected me. I hate no, it when okay. I get names wrong. You know what though? Like I said, I do it all the time too with that. Yeah. She's one of those that Colby, I just mean Kobe. like I, the most awkward thing is when you consistently get somebody's name wrong and nobody corrects you, but everybody's thinking she got it wrong again. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. I prefer to be just like called out immediately and be like, yeah, exactly. Right. No, it's all right. Social I, contract, social contract. Come and on. I just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thought of it. So don't worry. I wasn't thinking it the whole time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. But otherwise, like this is probably one of those, the first seasons where I have, I've been so into sports for the last eight months that I hmm. don't even know what's coming out. Like Stumptown was the only one because they show it in between twins games or like, you know, commercials between twins games. <laughs> and so that's the only reason I think I know that one. I was more into sports last year than I am this year, even though I'm still very much into sports, sports, but I just sports, like to sports. I like to have variety. Yeah. I jump around. Jump, jump, jump. Yeah. So, we're going to talk movies in a minute because we're going to get into Ad Astra, but I want to save that for the very last topic so that uh, once we get into spoilers, you can skip out of the episode in case you don't want to know. But we'll give a non-spoilery quick review and then we'll go into the full spoilers in a minute. But first of all, I want to share a song with you. <sighs> you know me with music. And I, I've i always been a fan of Imagine Dragons, but they just came out with a brand new single with um, Elisa. I'm going to go with Elisa because that sounds cool. But it's called Birds. Dude, check it out. That is scintillating music right there. Beautiful. It feels scintillating. It is, man. And I mean, like the the harmonies with Elisa. Oh, check it out. It's on my list, by the way. You're on my list. Good. Uh, (laughs) Getting a little hot again. Oh, boy. Getting a little hot. Back off. Back off that mic. Sorry. Not so hot. Not so hot. Yeah. Crossing that line. Woo. Fine line. I like that one. Here's another one. 
Oh, oh, wait. Okay. I forgot to tell you this. This wasn't even on my, my notes to share, but I got to tell you this because Miss Ice, you're on. I went ahead and pulled out the first Arkham game. I don't think we mentioned this because we missed it last week, but all of the games were free last week. All of the Batman Lego games and all the Arkham games were free for like, the I don't know, four that. days. Yeah, it was two weeks ago. Yeah. I picked them all up. Very excited. I started the first Arkham game. And I, Arkham I thought, Asylum? Yeah, I thought I'd played it and I never did. Oh, it was like, that's the one I just finished. Yeah, it's so good. It's it is so good. much fun. I've barely gotten into it, but I had to I had to try it. It's, it's not as fun as Arkham City, but I enjoyed it. Arkham City came out later, but somebody said chronologically the games were not in order, even though release dates like they're not in I order. That was between Arkham Origins and Arkham Knight. OK, well, Origins was a separate game. I think the storyline goes, uh, okay, does the storyline go Arkham Asylum, then City, and then Night, though? And Origins is just kind of mashed in there somehow? Well, I think Origins was released after, now Now I can't remember. It's like the I'm third in the release one, but I think it's supposed to come first. Sure. Who knows? I guess we'll figure it out. But anyway, anyway. Cool I just story. wanted to cool say story, bro. thank you. And also, Elder Scrolls Online, I mentioned that we started playing this a while ago. I'm really enjoying this game. I'm glad it has such a great story. No matter where you go, most games have one main storyline and that's it. And then they die. And then you just do a bunch of go collect six wolf pelts. (laughs) 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 This game, it's like you you have so many storyline. I I don't even know how to explain this, but basically you go talk to someone else and they have this crazy long storyline and the story is phenomenal. And then once you're done with that, you go talk to someone else and then they start a whole new storyline. And that's just in one area of the game. And there are so many areas in this game. I'm going, this game is Mm. massive. Holy cow. So I'm blown away. I didn't realize. I don't think I've ever seen a game have so many story arcs with the exception of probably Guild Wars 2, except that they were consistently releasing expansions, which also kind of goes in line with this, too, because I guess every new call it country that you go to. I don't know, or land or whatever yeah, I think is an expansion as well. And it has new stories. So I guess it's kind of the same thing, but really well done. I mentioned, I think you and I were talking captain influence about they're using the old Skyrim engine, the game engine. So that's why I said it's not quite as advanced when it comes to graphics, but there are parts of this game that are just absolutely scintillatingly beautiful. Amazing stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, good lighting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And there's just one part where you're on the beach and I'm like, this looks so real. It's not even funny right now. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the beach. Oh, and by the way, I ran across Dumbledore and nearly headless Nick. Very exciting. Like for reals. As in like the, one of the characters is voiced by Ma- Michael Gambon, Dumbledore and nearly headless. Uh-huh. Nick was, uh, what's his name? John Cleese. And he voices yeah. one of the guys in, in the, I was like, Wait a minute, that's Dumbledore. John Cleese like, did a voice in the ESO? Yeah, I'm like, this is John Cleese. Oh, wow. I'm like, no way. So that was really cool. They have some great voice acting from different people. It's about time a big studio game stepped up on the on the voice acting because some, yeah. so I've said this before, so many of the big studios, they just, it's like the voice acting is just second. It's like an afterthought for them. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it is. Well, if you are into MMOs, you are absolutely missing out if you have not played ESO and played it to it, you know, the extent of the game, because there's a lot there. It's very, really well done. Lots of fun. Great story. Beautiful music, too. The soundtrack's incredible. Anyway, you're welcome. Let's let's talk movies. 
And before we get into Ad Astra, I just wanted to announce Jurassic World 3 is coming out. And here's the exciting part. Joining, you know, the original cast, Chris Pratt and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, and Laura Dern are returning. Yes. Oh, that'll be so cool. The only thing I care about, though, is if we can have the shirtless Goldblum scene where he's laying there all sweaty and he's breathing in and out, you know, and it's got that wah, wah, wah music. Wait, wait. Oh, sorry. That was um, that yeah, was scintillating. That, that was uh, the, the movie trailer one. That was the the trailer. Yeah. Sorry. That wasn't the movie. Yeah. You have a man crush on Jeff Goldblum. I no. think it. Did you ever see, though? Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you ever see the honest trailers? It's okay. Honest trailers of, of Jurassic Park? No, I never saw that one. Go watch it. So they do, you know, I'm going to go right now. Right they're now. hilarious Bye. anyway, but you know that part where he gets injured and it's a very short, quick scene and he's got his shirt ripped off because the Tyrannosaurus ripped it off and he's all sweaty and bloody and he's just sitting there and he's breathing and then he I says something that out of my mind. It's a disturbing scene for most men, but anyway, yeah. they, they, they did this. <laughs> they took it's like it. the volleyball scene in Top Gun. I don't I, oh. I know it. I know it's there, but I just don't yeah, remember it. Yeah, it sounds scintillating. Yeah, so it was. It was Oh, honest trailers took that Jeff Goldblum scene and they looped him where he was just sitting there breathing over and over. <laughs> <laughs> and they started playing this like very white music in the background. And you know, that guy has that awesome deep voice, their, their voiceover guy. And he's like, and the most important part of the movie is the gold bloom. And it's like, bah, wah, 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 wah. it's just him breathing. <laughs> Go watch it. It's a beautiful thing. Anyway. I need to rewatch the original Jurassic Park. That was such yeah, a magical film when I, I was in high school. Them. Holy cow. I feel like we should watch them all in preparation for Jurassic World 3. I like that plan. Where's Lex yeah, let's though? Just, we'll all get on Discord and we'll all watch it mm. on our own individual screens. That's a we'll good each idea. have a big bowl of popcorn. Yeah. I miss or like pretzels, whichever. I miss Timmy and Lex. I want those guys to come back. Those were my Are those the kids? Yeah, they were great. I yeah, think I great. saw an article about the fact that they want to come back. Oh, well, I don't because of course they interview everyone who was remotely related to the film. I don't think Lex, what is her name? Ariana, I think. I don't even know what her last name is, but I think it's Ariana. Anyway, like Grande? I No, not her. Anyway, this girl, I don't think she's acting anymore. I don't think she has for a while. I think she acted as a kid and then went off and went to college, got married, stuff like that. She's an astrophysicist. Pro- probably, actually. Hopefully. Archaeologist. <laughs> yeah, she's digging up dinosaurs and creating Paleontologist. Them. Yeah, Timmy went out and did some stuff, though. He's, he's had some big roles. Timmy! 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 Alright, Jurassic World 3. So, are you ready to talk about Ad Astra? Let's do it. Yeah, okay. and I just want to make a quick statement about Ad Astra. We're doing a spoiler review of Ad Astra. is because we want to save you all the money of going to see it. <laughs> It's the first movie we've ever reviewed where we all were in unanimous agreement that it was not a good movie. So yeah. strap in. Okay. So so if you did like it and you don't want to hear anybody bash it, that is also a good reason oh, oh, to... Yeah. We're not going to bash it. No. 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 no I'm just kidding. We're giving good constructive critique here. So before okay. we get right. into the spoilers, though, we're going non-spoiler comments really quick. And I had to say that this was funny. I went with Johnny Pistol Shot and Furioso. The three of us at the very end of the movie, we literally all looked at each other and in unison. And this is why it was funny. We in unison all looked at each other and went, huh? <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I thought you were all going to yell fail or no, something no, like no, that. But this is what I wish I would have said is this. What was that? It was bad. It, it had nothing. No fire, no energy, no nothing. You know? 
That's what I wish I would have said. That was not a super green movie. That was not a super green movie. However, Johnny Pistol Shot later on came back to me and said, well, hold on. The more I Uh-oh. thought about it, the more I actually think I enjoyed the movie. And I went, ooh. And I will explain in my spoilery review why he thought that, you know, he enjoyed it enough to say it wasn't terrible, even though I kind of went, eh, I think that's one of the first movies ever in my life that I felt almost legitimately ripped off. Not because it was necessarily a bad movie, but because it was nothing like they advertised. Uh-huh. And so my quick little non-spoilery commentary is this. The synopsis, and this is all over, you can read this, is that he'll travel to the solar system to find his missing father and unravel the secrets to that which is threatening Earth. But that's not really what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, they, you know, the previews, everyone's like, dude, that movie looks amazing. Everybody I've talked to, I, I want to go see it. It looks amazing. And I say, mm-hmm. that's not what happened, though. So that's why I felt ripped off is because they marketed it. That was total. What is that? Is that called bait and switch? That's called marketing, Brian. It's called marketing fail because some marketing actually does a good job. This was not at all accurate. So that's where my non-spoilery commentary will probably end in that. uh, If if you really, really, (laughs) really, really want to see it. I mean, if you really do wait until it's free to watch and you're really bored. Yeah. Because it does have its, I mean, it's not a B film by any stretch. It does have its scintillating parts. I mean, true. There's some stuff that is was was enjoyable about it, but it's just as a big ball of wax. It just was not. I mean, there's just gaping holes, and you, mm-hmm. we'll we'll go into that. Miss Ice, do you have any non-spoilery comments before we jump into it? Non-spoilery. Well, I was one of those people who didn't really know a whole lot about the movie before I went. Like. I, I love seeing space movies in theaters because totally. like in IMAX, right? Yeah. So that was number one reason why I went. Brad Pitt was not a factor. I usually on principle <laughs> do not watch anything with Brad Pitt in it. So really? I was finding it or I was, I was going to it in spite of the fact that he was starring in it. Interesting. Uh, but I think the, the only thing that I did know was that he was on a mission to space to find his father who had been missing mm-hmm. or who was presumed dead and now was presumed missing. And that part was and so, And I didn't and even that, know that, but go ahead. Okay. Yeah. And that premise was enough for me to say, yeah, I'll see it in theaters. It's a space movie. It has an sure. interesting premise. And so my non-spoilery review would be, it's not awful. Like I actually found it harder to like the more I thought about it. So I'm really interesting. I'm really interested to hear what Johnny had to say mm-hmm. about why he liked it more after he thought about it. Okay. But there were long stretches in the film where I was just kind of like, we're still here. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's probably one of the reasons why I would say it, it wasn't worth seeing it in IMAX. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. You yeah, know, I spent a, I spent a pretty penny on that film too. Yeah. So Yeah. I went, I mean, the whole finding the missing father is, that's accurate. I did not go for that. I went because they were, he was going to unravel the secrets to something that's threatening the earth. And that sounds like suspenseful and exciting. And oh my gosh, what could this be? And then also because of, like you said, the space thing, I love, I'm the same way. I, I've seen every mm-hmm. space movie in the theater because you feel like you're in space with them. It's amazing. Right. That, by the way, the visuals and the cinematography yes. Very scintillating, very amazing, stunning, beautiful. Yes, that's worth it in and of itself. But 
you know, go see that for the first 15 minutes and then walk out. It's and like, it's a else. three hour movie though. Yeah, so yeah, it's a little over. Two there's days. only so much that you can handle. I mean, it's, it's more than three hours sitting in the theater is what really? I mean. Okay. There's a 124 minute for, movie though. Me. And see, the interesting thing is as much negative that I have to say about it. I, I honestly didn't for whatever reason, I never was at the point where I was like, when is this going to be over? Oh, really? Like with, like with star Wars episode oh, seven and eight, but especially seven, but, <laughs> but I, yeah, I know. And, and I, and I understand why you guys thought that I really do get uh-huh. it. But for whatever reason, I, my attention was kept the entire time. Okay. I just had issues with it, which so, we'll go into. So. And by the way, for those people who liked star Wars, star Wars was over and I didn't, it was like, wow, that went fast. Episode seven. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, I was like, when the heck is this going to be over? Yeah, so different, different people, man. Exactly. I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to present that because I know, yeah, I know some people. Yeah. Uh, two yeah. hours and three minutes is what the movie is, by the way, not really? counting okay. previews. Okay. <laughs> it felt like we were in the theater for three hours. Yeah. I thought I, I must've, I must've not looked at my watch correctly then when we walked in, because I thought it was three. Yeah. It was also really late at night. I think the movie started at 10 PM. Okay. So we weren't even out of there until midnight. Well, my, I think um, all three of us would agree though, that, you know, if you really want to go see it, then go for it and make your own decision. I, like I said, Johnny pistol shot would actually say it's very, I'll say this. He said, it's very much like a good old classic sci-fi, like really old. Like he said, he mentioned black hole as one of them. I don't remember what other huh. one he, but he mentioned or 2001. That one. Yes. 2001 and black hole. Those are the two yeah. that he mentioned. He said, it's I similar see to it, that. I flavor. can see it relating to 2001, especially. Yep. So he said, if you like yeah, those kind of sci-fis, then by all means, go and enjoy it. But again, I think the biggest issue that I'm bringing up, which again, we'll go into detail in a minute, was just simply that what they were marketing and the previews that we've seen just aren't what the movie was. And I think a lot of people are going to be really disappointed because of that. Not that it's a bad movie, but because we expected something different. Hmm. I feel like the CW completely ruined me for trailers, which is why I don't even watch them anymore. So. Hmm. If I investigate a movie before I go see it, it will never be watching a trailer for it. I will read about it from something like either someone who went to the movie, like saw an early release of it and does a non-spoiler review Mm -hmm. on some, you know, entertainment website. But I just don't trust trailers. I hate the way that they splice things together. And, you know, you can you can tell in the trailer that someone didn't say an entire sentence in one go, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's it's spliced together. Yeah. Like I've just, I don't even trust trailers. Yeah. <laughs> Although the thing is, is when you're in a theater, you see trailers. So it's not like I wasn't even going and looking for this. Oh. It just kind of was played for us. And I thought, okay, that looks really cool. I'll go see well, it. Well, I think I luck out because I, I've only gone to superhero tra- or movies in like the last eight months. I think Spider-Man was the the movie that we had went to before that. Yeah. And then, and um, Avengers before that. So, well, and they played at us when you preview. have reserved seats, you know, you don't even have to get in there until right true. before the movie starts. True. And they played at Astra at Spider-Man. So, <laughs> oh, I didn't see it. At, if, if I did see it at Spider-Man, then I was in the bathroom and it's different theaters too. <laughs> we'll do different things. So that's yeah, totally fine. Sure. But all right, let's okay, get in, ready question, for spoilers. Before we pop into this, I have okay. one question for you guys. You don't have to tell me what your favorite movie is, but just think about your favorite movie and tell me what, the number one thing is that the movie does that makes it your favorite movie aside from maybe like the story or an actor. Do you know what I'm getting at here? Yeah. I don't, I don't have a favorite movie though. So I have a lot of favorite Uh, movies. Favorite type of movie, like pick out a movie that 
ranks up there with the top one. Go ahead, Captain. Believe it or not, for me, my favorite handful of movies, it's the soundtrack. It's the okay. score. Yeah. Now that That's doesn't mean movie. that the if the if the movie because because that Astra I thought had a decent score, yep. but I didn't like the movie. So uh, no, that's I mean, fine. Score can I wasn't help, even... but yeah. but that that's my answer. Yeah. Okay. Soundtrack. Cool. I, yeah, Brian? I think score is really good. I think for me though, for the actual movie itself, is it has to be somewhat relatable. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Is like I have to be relatable. able to see myself either in the role that we're watching or in a role in that universe. Does that make sense? Mm. So, and the mm-hmm. thing is, 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 yeah, so either I have to relate to an already existing character or I have to like the character so much that I feel like I could be a character in addition to the characters in there and then I'm hanging out with them and I'm living the story with them. Does that make sense? Like and then, you, then you pretend like you're that guy when you're in the bathtub later on that <laughs> night and you're playing with your toys on the bathtub. <laughs> I don't want to be my dad. Um, not sure I've ever done that before there, Captain to Influence. i and find you. That is oddly specific, Captain Influence. <laughs> Anyway, no. remembering when I was five years old. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. But no, seriously, I mean, for example, okay. you know, nope. one of the things I, I always loved about Star Trek is that I could, I could imagine myself on the ships with them and I would be exploring space with them. And so yep. inserting yourself into the story in a way that makes sense. I could not do that with mm-hmm. that Astra at all, even though yep. I love okay. space. So maybe, maybe that's what it is. I'm not sure, but that's my answer. Okay. What about cool. you? I sure. think mine is really similar to yours, Brian, where in my favorite movie, and that's often plural. I forget that I don't live in the world ah. that they're presenting to me. Yep. Like I am so immersed that I feel like I am there mm-hmm. and not, not that I'm actually in the movie, but I'm like almost hovering with everyone and I'm engaged in the fight or I'm engaged in some emotional trauma, you know, like there, it, it totally makes me forget myself when the credits roll. I'm like, I have to go back to real life. <laughs> so <laughs> that's really that. That would be my answer. You want know, it's an interesting, right, interesting side note on that is that could be a really fascinating, scintillating discussion that we could have on which movies have actually done that for us and why. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, because man, that's, I mean, now, now that you're saying that and I was thinking that it's like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of interesting stories that come about. And then another thing would be interesting to talk about at some point is does the frequency of movies and TV shows that we watch now that we have so many options, we have so much streaming options that we're watching more and more than we used to. Does that affect our ability to relate and, you know, dive into stories because we're just bouncing so much. Good conversation. Yeah. Let's save that. That'd be fun. Let's TBD. do it. All right. You ready for spoilers? Ready. All right. I'm ready. Let's do it. You have now been duly warned that it is spoiler time. So if you do not want to hear spoilers, this is the time to turn off the episode. Come back after you've watched the movie. If you want to go see it, if you don't care about seeing and it, then and, stick around. And ordinarily, I would totally recommend turning off the episode and going to see the movie. In this case, I really encourage you all to just listen. Okay. <laughs> That's your choice either way. And yeah, have some fun. And you know what? Yeah. Are we going to give too much away? Maybe. Yeah, we are. Maybe. We're going to give it all away. Yeah. You had a really good outline synopsis of and and I, I agreed with most of what you said in that synopsis in the notes so I think you should go first okay we already mentioned a few things on the synopsis in the, you know the marketing and how it was misleading and then mentioning how amazing the visuals and the cinematography was and that really truly was awesome I'm going to mention the soundtrack as you mentioned this too there were really decent scores in the right moments like wow that's incredible but I didn't notice it a lot 
So I think the ones that I noticed were really good. And then, then the rest of the movie was kind of like, yeah, just kind of there. So I thought it was decent, although it'd be interesting to go back and listen, you know, to this actual soundtrack itself and pull it out. But again, I think this comes back to what you were saying, Captain, about how when the movie doesn't capture you at all, then I think the soundtrack kind of almost gets in the way, even though Mm, it's nice. But if it had been a better movie, I think I would have liked the soundtrack better too, which is kind of weird. But throwing that out there, I'll say this, that to me, it was just painfully slow, really, really, really slow. And not necessarily in a good way, because I've talked about sometimes it's nice to have slower stories. If you go back and watch 80s movies and TV shows, everything was slower. And in some ways, it's really nice. This was not one of those <laughs> really nice, slow movies. This was one of those. Oh, my gosh, this is like dreadfully slow. <laughs> and it was depressing. And I'm not a big fan of depressing movies. The the overall, there's a lot of um, emotional. What's the word like challenge and. Uh, angst no it wasn't even angst as much as it was just you're right it wasn't angst. other it's just a lot of issues emotional issues that he just had not worked through uh, there were some interesting comments and i had read after i saw the movie about you know he's he's traveling to find his father but in the movie in the beginning of the movie he doesn't care about his father it's kind of like whoop de doo you know like ah he's gone he's you know emotionally detached all that he's been gone for what 40 years 30 years something like that and mm-hmm. So he's traveling and he's this like superhuman, you know, he can control his heart rate. He can kill somebody with his pinky finger. I mean, you know, just little things like that. And then as soon as his father comes to the equation, he can't control himself anymore. And I'm like, wait, I thought this is like 30 years removed here. I thought you were, you know, not dealing with that, which on one hand that shows the fascinating issue of hurt, you know, when it comes to a loved one. And I think a lot of people will deal with that or feel that in life. So that wasn't entirely out of the question. However, um, I don't know. It just felt really weird how that all happened. And and we'll talk about that in just a minute. The story was lacking though. And this is kind of where I wanted to go into this. There were so many plot holes. So spoiler (laughs) commentary here is that, you know, there's this thing that's threatening earth and it's this pulse and ever, Oh my gosh, it's going to destroy the world and everybody's going to die. And, Holy crap, you know, and they're they're traveling across the galaxy or the, the universe, the universe, the solar system to find whatever <laughs> this this horrendous, you know, massive thing is. And they get there and it's like this malfunctioning something piece of machinery on a space station orbiting Neptune and they just turn it off. And I'm like, <laughs> seriously? Well, to be fair, they don't really turn it off they I, blow I know, it up but, with a nuke but i was like <laughs> seriously like that's it that's all it was it was so disappointing you don't even understand well and, and not to mention the whole thing where the reason that his father led an expedition to neptune was to go beyond the kuiper belt or whatever so that they could get a clear signal from deep outer space yeah. to see if aliens are really there yeah that was their reason for leaving his father's reason for leaving but then that never really manifests at the end i mean not really i mean kind of they kind of throw you a bone there at the very end like oh yeah yeah by the way here, here's all the stuff that we were gonna that that they they found about all these planets but it didn't but it's matter. like super brief and it's in the last five minutes and and it didn't matter at all so. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then like the the point that with the the father and everything and how <laughs> that was just so weird to me too you know like i said Brad Pitt's character didn't care about his father. And then all of a sudden he did care about his father. And then he saw his father and his father's all about, you know, 
I don't care about you and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, wow, that, that sucks. Okay, here we are 30, 40 years later. Doesn't care about him. And I have to finish my mission. You know, I'm not leaving. He basically killed his entire crew essentially to, to save the mission. And he's been living alone for however long he's been out there. And he's got to finish his mission. He's got to finish his mission. No, dad, you got to come with me. Okay. And then they get out in space and then his dad's like, let me go and detaches himself and floats off into space to die. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> I thought he was like hell bent on finishing his mission. What? It made no sense. There was absolutely no point to that. It was, well, it was ridiculous. And his father's, his father's character was super contradictory in some ways because he yeah. was on one side of the coin. He was clearly a very religious man. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of the coin, he was trying to, he was supposedly obsessed with trying to find alien life. Yeah. And those two things just feel like opposite sides. Like, like they just, they don't seem to mesh at all to me. So I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was weird. And then I think the, you know, the fact that he's traveling across the solar system to find this quote secret that was threatening the earth, which really isn't that big of a deal anyway. And then they blew it up and it's all fine now. And Oh, by the way, his father really, whatever, didn't make any sense and floats off into space. And then he's like, okay, now I'm going to, you know, ride the shockwave of a nuclear explosion. No, no, sorry. That doesn't work. And you know, I mean, it's like all these, okay, not really going to happen. Physics don't really make so much sense. Like that's, that's not real. And then he comes back and, Oh, never mind, I'm good. It was like, it was the most bizarre, unnecessary story I've ever seen. And like I said, it was marketed wrong. However, here is what I did well, I'm not going to say I didn't I didn't necessarily like this. I already said I liked the the visuals and the cinematography and I, I didn't mind the soundtrack. This to me was semi scintillating. <laughs> I'm going to use that word again. And this is Everyone, what that's what the vocabulary were today. Go I on. Know, it's easy. This is what Johnny Pistol Shot actually did like about the movie. And he was bringing this up as well. And I thought, OK, this is interesting. I do not think that what I'm about to say basically it does not warrant any reason to do a two hour and three minute movie at all, Mm. but it's an interesting commentary. And what it was, it was social commentary throughout the movie. So for example, Oh, Oh, and I forgot there was the moon scene, which, um, that was very cool. And I thought there was going to be a lot more of that scene. Yeah. 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 And that was one little tiny scene and it felt really exciting. And then that was it. And then it was all over. Yeah. So commentary on humans. I have a few commentaries here, by the way, commentary on humans. If we move to the moon, there will still be wars fighting and all the same stuff that we have going on here on earth. It's not going to get better. That was the commentary that they made in the movie. Okay. Then they do commentary on isolation and the effect that isolation has on humans. Also very interesting. They had a great twilight zone episode, by the way, on that, which was probably much more exciting and much better, more well-told, you know, than this was. But still, that was interesting to me because imagine being alone, traveling the solar system by yourself in a spacecraft for months, for months. I mean, that would drive you nuts. And they did a good job of showing how absolutely insane he got during that time. So that was an interesting commentary. Kind of cool. Then the other commentary was, um, and this is what the father was doing, was searching for that which we don't have or can't find or whatever, right? So for example... His dad's spending all his entire life searching for alien life. We've got to find alien life. But all he found were pictures of countless and lifeless planets across the entire galaxy. Never found a, a, a like a 
any kind of alien life in any way, shape or form. It was just dead planets, thousands and thousands and thousands of dead planets across the galaxy. And the commentary was he missed out on what's what was and what is right in front of him saying. And they said this at the end of the movie that, you know, what we have right in front of us is, is good. It's beautiful. It's sufficient. We don't need to keep searching for that, which we don't have. And I actually loved that commentary because I'm a huge proponent for that anyway. And that was kind of what they said at the end of the movie. And I thought, okay, that was really cool. I didn't need two hours and three minutes to tell me that, but that was really cool. And then the last one was commentary on just like living, loving, being content in the moment, you know, and um, which kind of goes hand in hand with what I was saying about, you know, don't miss out on what's right in front of you. But I thought, those were really, really neat commentaries. And I think that's what Johnny pistol shot took out of the movie. And I think that's why he liked it. And I think if they had said that this is a space movie where he's going to find out, you know, the true importance of life or something like he'll travel the solar system to find his missing father. And instead he'll discover something far better or something like that. Then that would have been really cool. Cause I wouldn't have taken like, Oh, you know what? They actually delivered, but they didn't unravel any secrets to that, which was threatening earth. That was a joke. So Again, expectations, I think, make a big, big difference on, you know, what we're going for. So there you go. That's my, co- my that's my commentary, my thoughts. Well, Miss Ice, if you don't mind, I'll go next because go I want to say the best, the best for last, because I think that yours is probably the best. <laughs> the hottest so, for last. Mine's also the, the hottest. No, uh, <laughs> mine's also the shortest, I think, uh, just because I, I, I agree with most of what Brian said. I didn't, for whatever reason, I didn't think it was a slow I really liked the score. I thought for sure that Hans Zimmer had done the score until I got home and it's like, oh, who's Max Richter? <laughs> so somebody named Max Richter did the score, but it was very Zimmer-esque and I appreciated that. Um, I thought the score matched the film more or less. The moon rover scene was exciting, but there were several instances where the director just blatantly ignored basic physics. <laughs> and that just kind of offended me. In fact, I would have to say <laughs> the biggest problem I had with this movie were a handful of scenes that they just completely ignored duh physics. Like where he's climbing up into that rocket in on Mars after he swims through that lake, which was cool by the way, but he's climbing up the rocket and the rocket takes off and he's still climbing the ladder as the rocket's taking off. <laughs> and then the people up front see him coming and they get out of their chairs while the rocket's taking off, like accelerating even on Mars, which only has what point uh, a quarter of our gravity. You still have major G's pulling when your rocket's taking off. And they're, they're getting out of their seats and going after him with a gun and in zero G. That's, I mean, come on, dude. It's just stuff like that. Just little, like when they're on the moon and people are walking around in that moon base, but they're not bouncing around in the moon base like mm. you would be on the moon. They're just kind of walking like they're like normal. Well, unless just they had little, artificial gravity, but yeah. But they didn't. And, oh, they didn't? And so, no, I don't think so. Mm. And so... It fascinates me that the director thought that this was an acceptable slash good final product. I mean, people are just kind of weird in my opinion. They, it's just a very minor, obvious adjustments could have made this a much better film. Just little things like that, that they could have just written just a, a slight one, one line in the script or they edited a little different. You know, that, that could have made a world of difference in this movie, in my opinion. And the last thing I want to say is that I, I feel bad for Tommy Lee Jones and Donald Sutherland for having this as possibly their last feature film mm. because they're both getting up there and, and yeah. who knows how much longer they're going to be around. Yeah. So yeah, that it's not a good film to go out on if that's indeed what happens. So that's all I got to say. Okay. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. 
Precise? And for most of those, like the physics things, those are the kinds of things that the, at least the easy ones to get right that anybody, you know, even if you're not really adept at physics, those are the things that take you out of that world because they do a phenomenal job of establishing this near future reality where we've colonized the moon and to such an extent that there are pirates on the moon, you know, so, so like even... I kind of thought that it was just artificial gravity as well. Like I didn't have a problem with any of those scenes, like where they're inside the bunkers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really think twice about that, but yeah, like there are certain things though that just like take you out of that reality then. And after all of the world building that they do, it's just a shame to see a couple of those things. And then like, there are things that the the director even admitted to just letting slip because it was good storytelling, but mm. I mean, I think there's a there's a trade off between what is good storytelling because it's emotional or because it's correct, you know. And I that's kind of always the hard part with these sci fi films that yeah. need to appeal to both fan bases the the people who will look at it with a critical eye and the people who are there just to see a good, you know, good entertainment. Yeah, but, and I usually I very much appreciate that that line that they have to tread in all sorts of other movies where they, they take little shortcuts, but the shortcuts he took in this one were so major. Yeah. It just boggled my mind. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, Ad Astra is a shortened version of a common phrase, common Latin phrase that essentially means through hardships to the stars. So, you know, more or less (laughs) describes what this movie does. There's a Mm. lot of hardships. I think the biggest problem that I had was not just that I couldn't identify with the main character, but that he was he was almost too perfect. There were certain things. Obviously, he had his emotional trouble problems, but and I, but I think Brian was mentioning this. Like he could do anything, no matter what situation you put him into. He knew anywhere he was, he could he could get it done. There was no point at the movie where I thought, "Oh my goodness, he could actually fail." Mm. I never felt like anything was threatened. He knew how to escape from the ship that his dad was on, even though his pod had drifted off into space. You know, I never, I never thought, oh, he's not going to get off that ship. I mean, I obviously I didn't know how he was going to get off of it, but I never doubted that he would. And so there was never really any real threat to me that we wouldn't find some resolution for this main character. I think that was probably the biggest thing that stuck with me throughout this whole thing. I also liked the soundtrack, but there were several times throughout the movie where I was like, this feels like it was ripped right out of Interstellar. <laughs> like yeah. there were almost exact, like the sounds, like a, I don't know what they use. It's like organs or something where right. it's just, yep. you know, just like this feeling of being drifting off into space and which is a great sound. I love it. But it was also making me reflect back on Interstellar, which mm-hmm. I loved. <laughs> so I, I was trying to figure out really what I didn't like about it because I mean, at its core, there are, there are great elements to it. And, and we, I think you guys both highlighted the, the nitty gritty of what really didn't work about it. So what else was it? And because it, it had to be something more substantial than, oh, I just didn't, it just didn't work for me. You know, <laughs> it just feels too know, right? fluffy. Yeah. Right? There were times throughout the movie where it would go through these stretches of really unique situations or they built up this world and put you inside of it. And then drew you out of it with this really common, unnecessary cliche. Hmm. You were doing so great. And then you had to 
fall back on that one. Yeah. And I and I don't know, really know if it could have gone any other way because they the the central theme that they chose was this guy who thinks he's in control of everything but is not, but yet can do everything no matter what situation he's in. So as you're going through the film, what he keeps doing is sticking like a biometric thing on his neck, you know, in order to report in and get some psychoanalysis done on him. And he he's always at 50 to 60 beats per minute, you know, and never Rested goes above 80. Beat, yeah. yeah, yeah. The way that they try to tell you that he's on edge is by his heart rate, his resting heart rate slowly increasing over the course of the film. But it really doesn't match his demeanor. Like, I, and it might just be Brad Pitt. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the acting didn't really match what was supposed to be happening. So I was like, I understand what's supposed to be happening, but I don't really believe it from the character I'm yeah, watching. So I was like, totally not immersed in that world anymore. Yeah. Especially when it got into the scenes where he was alone. Mm. I look back at like three of my favorite space movies in like the last 10 years. Okay. First Man, The Martian, Interstellar. You guys have all seen these ones? I've not yeah. seen First Man. Is it good? It is very good. Okay. It's on my list. I'll watch it. Okay. I'm not at all going to spoil it, but I, I wanted to kind of look at these movies and say, what did I love about these that made them work, but this one not for me? Mm -hmm. So for the First Man, it's based on a true story. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless you're going to blatantly ignore facts from history, everything is there for you. Mm -hmm. And with the first spacewalk, you don't have to make it more exciting than it actually is. The Martian is based on a hard science fiction book. And yeah. it's probably, in my opinion, one of the best adaptations of a book to movie that I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, for sure. Fair enough. And so the guy who wrote it, Andy Weir, had done a ton of research. I mean, obviously, no one has traveled to Mars. So there's a lot of speculation. But... It's based on a book whose author did their due diligence mm -hmm. and got it as close to reality as possible. Like the whole point in Andy, we're writing the book or so he says was to figure out if we could go to Mars, what would it look like? Like what mm -hmm. would it take for us to get there? Premise of the book. And then Interstellar, I just, I attribute it to Christopher Nolan. God His bless. name is attached to some really Genius good films. Stuff. Like Absolutely. Memento, Inception. The Prestige. Inception, Dark Knight, yeah, some really, really Interstellar, good ones. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I, there are, there has, are he's done enough good things. Yeah. After watching the movie, trying to validate my reasons for not liking it, I went in search of like other news articles for this, and so I just want to read some of my favorite headlines of <laughs> of articles that I found. So number one, you'll love Ad Astra if you just want to spend two hours in space with a sad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Number two, Ad Astra is the latest movie about toxic masculinity to struggle at the box office. <laughs> nice. Nice. And number three, Brad Pitt can handle outer space, but not his own feelings and the gorgeous Ad Astra. Nice. <laughs> oh. And I think really it's going to depend. You know, some people are going to go in and they're going to love it. Some people are going to appreciate it for what it is, but maybe not love the movie. And then there's going to be others like us that are just like, eh, it wasn't what we wanted yeah. and a little disappointed. So Go see yeah. it if you really want to, but just don't go in with expectations. And, you know, if you're willing, save your money and time and see it later when it's free or something like that. And if you do go see it and you do enjoy it, tell us what you loved about it, because I yeah. I'm always willing to have my mind changed. I, I want to totally. see the things of this movie that that other people see that I miss, you know, so tell totally. us. I love it. Well, while we didn't think it was scintillating, it's OK. You might. But there is definitely something that is the most scintillating thing of the episode. Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence.
Have you ever seen that YouTube video of that little dinosaur doing backflips on a trampoline? That would be me in outer space, except there'd be vomit floating everywhere. Well, you know what the music means. Is it already that time? <laughs> time, man. Time flies. Thank you both. This was really fun, and I'm really glad we got to discuss the movie and have a good time. So thank you both for being on today. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you have Getting a- hot in here. Oh, it's hot again. <laughs> have a glorious week. Join us again next week to see what happens. Thanks for listening. Real Brian Show signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.